Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkar. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Clean. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. N2K Podcast. And online at ciaops.podbean.com. Hello and welcome to the Need to Know Podcast. My name is Robert Crane and you join me for episode 295 and we are in January 2023. So again, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Uh, we'll give you some news, some updates, uh, and then a bit of a thought piece or editorial uh, to hopefully stir some thoughts and hopefully improve your business processes there a bit. But before we do that, let's go through some standard stuff here. If you do want to reach out to me after the fact, if I've had some good feedback of late, please feel free to do so, director at ciaops.com. YouTube channel, there will be a copy of this podcast, a video version, uh, at youtube.com forward slash at director CIA. Uh, you can reach me on the Twitters at Director CIA and also on Mastodon, so twit.social forward slash at Director CIA. As always, I encourage you to join the shared channel I have set up in Teams. Uh, to do that, you'll need to make some changes to your environment to uh, allow access. And again, I've got a blog post there, which I put in the show notes that you can follow through. Just let me know when you've done that and I will give you access to that shared channel. Uh, the merch store for t-shirts and cups and so on uh, please do have a look at that and i will once again thank all my patrons those are the people that have joined my community at ciaopspatron.com and they get you know select information and community news updates online training uh, special deployment scripts for microsoft 365 as well as supporting the community efforts that i do here so once again, thank you to those people and thank you very much for uh, listening. Now, some news and some updates as always to kick things off uh, from the world of Microsoft. And to start off, I suppose I've come across uh, this site here. This is the National Cybersecurity Center in the UK uh, article here about using MSPs to administer your cloud services. What we're seeing is more and more agencies, I suppose, are beginning to look more closely at the role that providers, IT providers, have managing client environments due to the cybersecurity threats. So if customers are outsourcing their security to a provider, then you know what is the requirement of that provider? What standards do they need to live up to? Uh, and how should they audit and check? So we're seeing a lot of these articles here. I uh, certainly encourage you to read that whether you are a customer or whether you are in fact an MSP, you get an idea of the sort of information that um, government agencies and so on are recommending uh, that you consider when it comes to outsourced IT. Now, back into the Microsoft sphere here, we see that what Microsoft is doing with a lot of beginning to do with many of its certification exams is offer the ability to have uh, free practice exams. So if we look at the SC900, for example, we scroll down, you'll see that uh, 
um, under the ability to schedule uh, for a certification exam, exam you'll find this new uh, option called take a free practice assessment. Now this isn't available on all exams as yet but some of the basic ones, especially the 900s are beginning to uh, now include uh, free practice exams as well. So one of the things I would suggest a lot of people need to start thinking about and doing are certification exams to help them stand out for the market to verify their skills uh, and make sure they are up to date and across all the products. Typically the best place to start are the 900 exams, so MS 900, SC 900, AZ 900 and so on. And now with these you are getting uh, free practice exams as well. So if you are considering those exams, certainly go in and have a look at that and take advantage of uh, that new offering. Now if you are using Sentinel, which I hi would highly recommend as a seam, as the ability to aggregate uh, a lot of the logging information, they've come up with a new incidents experience. So what we found with the uh, incidents here in uh, Sentinel has been that it's taken away from other important areas. So when you're in an incident, you may want to uh, look at some logs or do some queries and so on. And at the moment, or the older experience, you had to jump out of the current incident to go and do that. Now the new experience uh, with instance, which is turned on by default, will allow you to do all this work, look at the activity log, launch um, queries and so on directly in the uh, incidents page. You won't have to navigate uh, away from that. We get more information about entities and so on. Now, great improvement. I use this basically every day. Sentinel is the go-to tool for monitoring uh, and it's really good to see this is being enhanced and this is only the beginning. Remember that Sentinel is a product that just keeps improving uh, all the time. So go and have a look at this uh, new experience. I'll put a link to all these uh, articles for you to go and have a look at in the show notes. So another one here on Sentinel is the different options you can use for storing and searching the archive logs. So what we get is with Sentinel is this is a place that you can send logging information. So many people are not aware that the maximum amount of Azure AD logs that are maintained by default with Azure AD uh, P2 is only 30 days. That's the maximum amount of logging that is retained. Now, if you use Sentinel to uh, have those logs uh, managed, so basically what you can do is send your logs or capture those logs or ingest those logs into Sentinel, you can keep that for free for 90 days and you can actually extend that for a minor cost and push those into things like blob storage for, for, for whatever period of time that you want. So if you need to maintain you know, long standing logs for you know extended periods of time, typically over 90 days, uh, there are a number of options that you have with uh, Sentinel. Typically you want to push it uh, normally uh, into uh, something like blob storage. But this article here gives you uh, all the options that shows you how to export, import, uh, and so on. So if you are interested in maintaining logs beyond you know, what the standard services uh, may provide, you want to look at some sort of automation capability uh, around that, I would certainly have a look at Sentinel and have a look at this article here about managing those logs and maintaining them over an extended period of time. Now, something that I find very handy is the ability to test a lot of these environments, and typically I use Hyper-V to do that. Now, it's always been a challenge to get Windows 11 VM running on Hyper-V. Now, this is typically because it has those specific hardware requirements, you know, TPM, so many processors, so much RAM, and so on. 
but there's a nice article here from uh, Microsoft that steps you through all the settings in your Hyper-V. Also gives you a, a nice little PowerShell script you can run to set up um, a VM, a Windows 11 VM. Now I've done this, run this quite regularly. Uh, most of the test machines that I have these days and the machine that I'm uh, using for the YouTube video here is a Hyper-V uh, machine again in Azure running Windows uh, 11. So if you are using that, recommend that you look at doing that for testing. This is a nice way to make sure you've got all those settings uh, correct and you set up your Windows 11 VM correctly. Now, if you are using Stream, so Stream is the Microsoft 365 video service there. Uh, was an original stream which they can now call uh, stream classic that is being retired on the 15th of February 2024 so I've still got a fair amount of time but uh, from what I've seen out there not a lot of people are using the classic stream but if you are if you have been using stream for you know uploading videos manually or capturing information uh, you can go through a migration process to bring that information into the new version of stream which basically will store that information uh, in OneDrive or in SharePoint. Uh, so the details here are that you've got the dates, the timelines and links to a lot of articles that will help you do that migration, prepare for that event. So uh, you'll be surprised how quickly some of these dates come around, but letting you know that the classic stream will be retired in just over uh, 12 months and now is the time to act. And bring any of your uploaded data from classic stream into the modern stream now as always there's always news and updates around defender so there's a great article posted generally monthly on all the defender stuff so you know the updates improvements for defender for cloud apps also for defender for endpoint identity uh defender for office 365 and so on so i'll make sure that this link is in the show notes so that you can go and have a look at it for yourself read through it this is one of the blogs i think it's very important to make sure that you have a look at regularly keep up to date and like i said the link will be in the show notes so you can go through and look at any specific details which grab your attention now speaking about defender we've also got a role-based or rbac uh, permissions model here this will step you through or explain to you how you can set up the rbac experience now in most cases uh, you'll only need this if you do want or do have someone else that needs to manage monitor and maintain specific components of defender uh, for endpoints so let's say that you have someone whose job it is just simply to manage this rather than being a global administrator this will show you how to uh, set up and manage RBAC quite a nice blog here uh, spelling all that out and showing you what you need to implement RBAC for uh, Defender so again if you do need that go in have a look at that and set that up to again follow the least privileged approach now one of the challenges around um, you know, protecting information is to help us define firstly what we consider sensitive information and then to go about protecting it now many people especially those with microsoft 365 business premium probably aren't aware that they have the ability to protect information using sensitivity labels so we can label data basically at the data level then rather than using files or folders or sharepoint sites and so on uh, to protect that stop that moving outside the organization and so on a nice little article here how to think about that the first place to generally start is to firstly categorize your data and define okay what is exactly sensitive what don't I want uh, outside or what permissions do I need to have before go charging in and applying this to everything because all information doesn't necessarily have the same value so 
best practice is to work out what's the most sensitive and or what's the most important data uh, and then work backwards uh, from there rather than just bl blindly applying these sort of tagging or these uh, data labels to everything under the sun. Now Microsoft Entra is Microsoft sort of rebranding for its identity management products, Azure AD uh, amongst those. We've got an article here from Microsoft summarizing, you know, the attacks they're seeing around identity, giving you some links there. The approaches really haven't changed, fairly standard stuff, you know, defense in depth and, you know, uh, modernized the security practice or the way that you manage identity, think about identity as being, you know, the, the main vector these days. Uh, so again, nice little art summary article here to go in and have a read here. And as I said, the uh, in link for this will be in the show notes for you to go and review. Now, for those of you who may have been wondering what ever happened to IPv6, well, you'd be happy to know that IPv6 is coming to Azure AD. So there is an article here that will step you through the timeline if you are uh, interested in keeping up to date with what's happening with uh, IPv6 and Azure AD. Um, I haven't seen a lot of it out there, I admit, but obviously there are people out there who want to and would like to configure and set this up. Uh, so again, have a look at this. And according to this article here, uh, Microsoft is going to begin to uh, provide support for IPv6 in Azure AD in a phased rollout, as always, uh, from the 31st of March. So it is coming. Uh, if you are interested in that, please go and have a look at that article. Now, a article here, a blog post from me that I thought was, a, I suppose, a bit interesting, make you think. So what I basically did is I wrote an article that is titled Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, the ultimate solution for endpoint security. And if you read the top part of the blog, you'll see you know why Defender for Endpoint, basically, and the benefits. Now, if you get past that and read down, you'll learn that this article, the top part of the article, is created with chatbot. GPT. So chat GPT, uh, very big in the media at the moment, AI, the birth of AI, all of this sort of stuff, uh, very common you see in the media. But uh, there are some benefits to it. Like I said, I think it's best summed up uh, in the quote that I've got at the bottom of the article from Bill Gates that says, we always overestimate the change that will occur in the next two years and underestimate the changes that will occur in the next 10 and I think his point here is don't let yourself be lulled into inaction. So my advice to you would be is to have a look at this, understand it, uh, be ready for it to be integrated into lots and lots of services. Microsoft's very bullish on this. They're investing in the open AI, the people that uh, basically brought us chat GPT. They're bringing this into Azure. They're integrating it more and more into their services. So I think this is going to be a, you know, a super important part of uh, what we see in technology going forward. And don't get left behind. Have a look at this. Begin to understand it. And it does have, you know, commercial applications. In theory, if I could potentially uh, use an API call to get to ChatGPT, I could then, for example, go and create or have GPT ChatGPT create all these uh, blog articles in an automated way and spit them out and be very hard to tell whether it's me writing or uh, you know, an automated process. So it's just there, something to go and have a think about. Now, one of the listeners got in touch with me, thank you very much for that, and basically suggested that I speak about you know, the challenges around keeping up to date and how to you know, manage uh, the information flow when it comes to everything coming from the Microsoft Cloud. 
Now, I would say to you that it's not so much a matter of, you know, you look at this site, look at that site, look at this site. Really, it's a time management question. Now, what I see is most people who come to me and say, you know, I can't keep up with all the information, there's too much information. Well, I would suggest to you that everybody's got the same amount of time, you need to work out the priorities uh, for the investment of your time. Now, unfortunately, most MSPs, IT pros are very interrupt driven. So they're typically sitting, <coughs> excuse me, at their help desk or at their ticketing system waiting for something to come in. So they're very interrupt driven. They're waiting for something to happen. They're not particularly proactive. Now, this approach does flow over into other areas. So if you want to keep on top of information from Microsoft, you're going to have to basically be proactive, which is a you know a big change of directional culture when it comes to the way most IT professionals are working. So there's a big challenge around doing that. Now, the other challenge is also that I think they get easily distracted. So it's very easy for them to go down a rabbit hole uh, rather than looking and saying, look, you know, I only can afford 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour on this. What we find is uh, a lot of people, a lot of IT pros, are very obsessed about solving a problem, and that's fantastic, that's great. They want to get the solution, I understand. But uh, in light of you know that dedication, they lose uh, track or focus on the value of their time. Now, not all of that invested time is actually of high value. It ends up being quite low value. So I would suggest before you go and even start thinking about, you know, I want to keep up more with the Microsoft Cloud, you really have to look at how you're allocating your time now. Where are you spending it? Uh, where can you create time? Because you can't magically stuff uh, more capabilities around, you know, uh, ingesting information without you know, making an adjustment to probably the times you've allocated today. So I think you need to A, be proactive, get out of this reactive mindset. You also need to probably schedule a time to go in and consume this information. And then you need to decide, right, what am I here to consume? Now, you might decide, well, I'll do everything Microsoft Cloud. Well, that's a bit broad because are you going to consume Azure, AI, Dynamics, um, all of that sort of stuff as well. So I would suggest to you that the starting point is going to be, okay, look, I'm going to start and I just want to learn about, uh, say, Defender for Endpoint or Azure AD. I just want to see that first. And then once you've worked out the workload there, then you can then start scaling that up. So again, as always, start small and grow things out. Don't try and boil the ocean and do everything at once. Now, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, basically suffer from FOMO. They think I need to see everything. I need to be across everything Microsoft, all the vendors, all this sort of stuff and the news and you know all the latest information. That's just never going to be the case. You are going to miss stuff. Now, if you follow that FOMO sort of fear, that reactive approach, you're going to be jumping all over the place. You're never going to have that consistency of following you know things all the way through to the end. And I think that removes consolidation. So if you're interested in something you see in Azure AD, a new feature, for example, then you want to be able to follow that through, read the articles, watch the videos. Now, that may take 15 minutes. It may take three hours to go through all that material. Just jumping around, moving around doesn't necessarily 
allow things to be absorbed and consolidated. So remember that you know you are going to have to make a choice here. And by saying yes to one thing, you are going to be saying no to other things. There's no question about that. So if you are going to dedicate yourself to finding more information about Microsoft 365, you're going to have to say no to other things. So you need to look at what is the low value things that I'm doing and wasting money and time on that could be better allocated and if you do allocate it to researching the Microsoft Cloud then you need to obviously uh, come up with a system. Now I've developed a system over many many years and the reality is it's not a talent it's a skill which means it's something that's been learned, improved, enhanced. It doesn't magically appear from nowhere. It's something that needs to be worked on, needs to be dedicated and needs to be treated with you know the value that it deserves. So for me, that information uh, coming from Microsoft is very, very important and is critical in the way that you know I handle and run my business and also the information that I share with others. So it has a very high value. So I'm going to invest in that and I'm going to develop a system to make sure that I do capture that information and use it as best I can to get the most value from it. The first starting point would be is, okay, where are you going to put that information? So for example, if there are a lot of articles, or there's a lot of information, or I'm busy on other things, then what I want to do is I want to capture that information and I want to put it somewhere so I can come back and review it. Now, for me personally, I use OneNote, so I would find all these interesting articles I have what's known as a common notebook. So I have a OneNote notebook, which is months across the top and the days down as pages. And I just you know dump the information in there, basically like writing on a paper-style uh, paper diary. Now, the good thing about this is I can put in uh, checklists. So I can put in you know things to make sure that I've looked at these articles. I can update, I can copy and paste, I can search it. So I really love OneNote and it's available on any mobile device so I can get to it any time. Now, you use the tools that make the most sense and work for you. You don't have to use the tools that I use, but I find OneNote's a great place for just capturing you know, all sorts of uh, information there. Now, the idea here for me is what I find is, you know, social media these days is probably the best place to get information. But again, going back to my point about distraction, you know, social media sites are designed to take you away from what you are trying to achieve and move your attention to what the poster or you know that person wants. So, you know, I, I've seen articles on you know what's supposedly a professional uh, social media like LinkedIn, and people are talking about you know the color of the sky. They're talking about you know football results. They're talking about you know an automated vacuum cleaner for their office. The reality is is you need to make a decision as to whether that information has value. Now, again, if you're looking for information, technical information about Microsoft 365, that is distracting you, taking you away from the flow. And largely, your attention is now being diverted. These people who have written that post that you've read that really doesn't have any technical value um, have now got you paying attention to them, paying attention to their product, paying attention to whatever. So you really need, uh, I would suggest, to you to be absolutely ruthless when it comes to the value of information that you are consuming. Now, this can be challenging in the world of social media, but without doubt, social media is the best way to consume this information. So what I've done is I use, for me, my preference is generally Twitter. It's nice, it's short, you don't end up with these huge, long, you know, out of context, emotional uh, discussions. But 
That said, what I've done with most social feeds is I've gone through and I've cultivated them, which means I've said, you know, I want to uh, follow information from you know, this particular product, service or individual. And if that doesn't live up to the standards that I want, I get rid of them, I cut them, I remove them. So I'm constantly adding and removing uh, the sources here. So if you go into my Twitter feed, for example, uh, you can see that I'm only following, you know, 102 items here or 102 uh, accounts here i'm not trying to follow everybody under the sun i those accounts even though there's a hundred there i'm absolutely ruthless with those if they don't perform if they don't live up to standard after a period of time i drop them and i look to add them so i'll add one that i find that's interesting for a period of time if it doesn't come up to value i will cut that and that applies on all social media now if you go into something like linkedin you're finding that you can mute most people so if you go into something like linkedin which is you know supposedly a business social media you'll find there's a lot of chatter a lot of useless chatter people talking about themselves saying how great they are that's fine I don't have any issue with that but if you value your time you need to look at that this is you know these people aren't providing me what I'm after I need to mute them I need to push them in the background so I can bring the important stuff to the top so you need to be absolutely ruthless uh, in your approach to consuming information and saying this is of value to me this is not of value to me and getting rid of it now that would apply to podcasts, that would apply to blogs, that would apply to email newsletters. So if you are getting email newsletters from a vendor or from Microsoft or whomever, and it, you're not reading it, then unsubscribe. You can always resubscribe. Do not simply collect digital information, put it in a folder thing. I will read that one day. Unless you have a system that allows you to say, right, I'm going to spend the next half an hour on this Tuesday between these hours reading and clearing this email, um, then it's going to be very hard for you to ever get to that information. It's going to become stale very quickly. So you need to be ruthless. You need to make that decision to say the value of my time is high. Therefore, the information that I'm consuming needs to live up to that. I don't want to be constantly collecting all this digital garbage that I'm probably never going to use and is going to cause me stress because I haven't gone through it, I haven't read it, and I see it growing there uh, basically in uh, my inbox. Now, apart from uh, Twitter, the other one that I do like is YouTube. So I have my own YouTube channel, uh, and in there I have a number of subscriptions and uh, playlists. So I aggregate playlists that I can uh, keep the information there. So, for example, some good channels in YouTube are things like Microsoft Mechanics. Um, there's the Microsoft Security Channel. There are lots and lots of information sources there of high value. But once again, the reality here is YouTube can be very distracting because it's visual. It's very easy to uh, end up looking at cat videos and not remembering how the hell you got here. I do that all the time. So you really need to be ruthless and say, you know, I need to allocate my time appropriately. Is this the best use of my time? And one of the good things I do like about podcasts and YouTube and so on is you can listen to them at a higher speed. So I can generally get through most podcasts and YouTube uh, videos now on twice speed. Uh, so I am able to consume a greater amount of information, but I do slow it down if I want to go in and drill into more detail. So again, you just need to work up to this. You won't be able to do that initially. Uh, and remember, the thing is, if the YouTube video is not of value, don't watch it all the way to the end. Same with reading a business book, right? If the business book isn't you know, floating your boat, then you need to close it and move on to the next thing. Your time is far more valuable uh, used on other things to provide that. And you're going to find, you know, you're going to waste time on resources that you thought were good that turned out 
not to be the case. But you need to make that decision early as you can to say, no, no value here. Get rid of it. I don't have any issues with that. No FOMO. And I get on uh, with other sources. So start building up these good sources. So one of the things I like to do is I like to take all the information that I've accumulated and I put it onto my, at least my Twitter account. So if you did follow me on Twitter, at uh, DirectorCIA, hopefully the information that I'm providing is of value. I do that regularly throughout the time uh, and I'm always open to people letting me know whether uh, they are finding value or they're looking for a particular source. So do reach out to me if you uh, do want to see something different. Now, one of the hacks, I suppose, that I do with uh, my Twitter account is you'll see that once a day I put in a wisdom quote, what I call a wisdom quote. So at the moment, I've got one in there from Bertram Russell. Now, the reason I do this is largely to act as a bookmark. So what I do is in the evening, I will you know, monitor, I'll look at Twitter up to this bookmark. Then I'll put Twitter away until the next morning or the next day. And then I will go back in and find that same uh, wisdom quote. And then I know that's a bookmark. That's the last uh, tweets that I read. And I will read from there forward. So I use things like that to make it optimal so I don't get lost in Twitter. I know where I finished. I know where I start uh, basically for the next day. All right. So come up with a system. Work out what it works. It doesn't have to be social media. It doesn't have to be you know whatever. But like I said, be absolutely ruthless in looking at this in the value of your business and your time and if like i said an email newsletter isn't working unsubscribe purge it if you're getting little value from forums facebook conversations groups all that get out of them right they're just distractions they're just ways to make you feel stressed because you think there's valuable information in there and maybe you'll hang on to it right you accumulate all this digital overhead or digital garbage that you need to work through as many people do physically right the real secret i think to business success is about saying no you need to say no far more than you need to say yes so anything that you see that you think will be of value ask the question put it in but then constantly evaluate it is it meeting my minimum standard and the value that i assign to my time because in today's world so many people are just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through all sorts of things and just completely giving away their time for free. They're actually giving their time to social media companies, to other people who are talking about absolutely useless things um, rather than understanding and getting the most out of their most precious resource being uh, their time. Now remember that you only have a limited amount of time. Every day you only have a limited amount of time in this life. Ask your question is ask yourself the question is this the best way to spend my time okay now yes there are times when you need relaxing or you need to take a break and you know watching a funny youtube video uh, or reading an interesting article that's great i don't have a problem but you need the discipline to be able to come back to that and look at these in the business context is this really of value is this person i'm following of value is this information of value if it's not cut it move on uh, and find better sources and what i've done for you here as well um, on my github so i put the link in the show notes so uh, in the office 365 repo there is a file called urls.txt this file will give you all the direct links to the microsoft uh, services panel so for example if you want to go to flow directly power apps directly you want to go to uh, things like the sharepoint onedrive the app for admin i've got all the links 
in there and there's hundreds of these but if you scroll down the bottom here what i also have aggregated are basically all or most of the twitter accounts that i do follow you'll find most of these are microsoft like you know the azure support microsoft 365 office support uh, microsoft mobility and so on and then further down you'll find uh, a number of podcasts uh, as well so if you do have any suggestions let me know but i found that there isn't a lot of value out there these days i've tried to make these sort of podcasts very direct very as short as possible uh, to provide value for people not fluff around uh, speaking about other things i find a lot of podcasts try and be overly social they talk about something in the beginning they talk about it at the end uh, and that's just wasting my time yes i can fast forward through it but eventually it's just not providing value so if it does if you enjoy the social interaction that's great i don't have a problem with that but my time is hugely valuable and could be better spent you know on my own projects or you know doing what will improve my business and i think unfortunately like i said is it pros have this fear that they're missing out on getting information so they'll just keep aggregating 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 they'll overload themselves they get stressed they don't allocate their time well to going through that information and it just keeps uh, you know getting worse and getting worse uh, over time so my advice to you is in essence time management is the key here if you feel that you're being overwhelmed that's a signal that you are doing too much if you're always busy being busy constantly is simply an excuse. It means that you aren't prioritizing correctly. So if you're finding yourself always busy, you need to look at the way you prioritize your time. And the reality is you're going to have to throw away some stuff. There is stuff you will not be able to do anymore. You need to focus on the high value. So if it's, again, something for a business, what is the high value items here that I should be investing in to give me the best return rather than wasting my time on low value low return stuff that can be a hard decision for many people but that's really the secret here you need to discipline yourself to be able to go in and say this is providing me value yes this is not providing me value i'm going to get rid of it and move on and not worry about this fear that i'm missing out on stuff so we live in an age of information over there is more information available to us than it has ever been before however the problem is this creates this overload and the real secret is not simply the volume of information, it's filtering that information. It's going through and saying, I'm going to make a conscious decision of what I'm going to look at, what I'm going to follow, what I'm going to allow into my attention space. Too many people who say they're busy or can't keep up with the information, if you look at what they spend their time doing, they are wasting their time on really low level stuff that could easily provide them if they got rid of it, the time to achieve what they want. So that's the real discipline. Okay, and again, I admit that that can be challenging in a world where the business of being an IT professional is driven by interrupt, is driven by distraction. But in essence, that's what it comes down to. Those that can, those with the discipline, those who develop the muscles to be able to focus are going to be able to do that on a regular basis, come up with a system to handle that and manage that where others are just continually going to be overloaded because the information, especially from Microsoft, is not going to stop. So hopefully there's some uh, thoughts for you there to go away and have a think about. Please let me know if you do have uh, any feedback on this or have any suggestions of what you'd like to hear. You'll find me at Director CIA on the Twitters. Hit me up on mobile, uh, sorry, on email, director at CIAops.com. 
www.thecoachesmedia.com and love to hear from you any feedback and again i'll take this opportunity to thank you uh, very much for watching this episode remember or listening to this episode remember that all the links from the show will be posted up uh, for you on my blog uh, and also at ciaups.podbean.com and the last thing i'll say is i appreciate you sharing this podcast with others who may provide some value so thank you very much for listening to this episode of the need to know podcast you have been listening to the need to know podcast from cia ops for training on using technologies like sharepoint online or microsoft 365 visit www.ciaopsacademy.com by purchasing from the selections available you'll be directly supporting this podcast to provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com contact.